group of young heroes called the Animorphs. Hello and welcome to Middle Morph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about how morphing rules make perfect sense, I swear. Really? My name is Morgan. <laughs> and my name is Kate. Um, my name is Pretty. Nice. Um, <laughs> I am gorgeous. My name is Jason, and this podcast is brought to you by Watermelon with Tahine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we're uh, we're on a lazy Friday today, right now. I'm. It's been a week for me. Girl, a good it week, is but hot still and a week. steamy. Um. So, oh, so today we're doing book number eighteen, The Decision, which is the mosquito book and also an axe book. Also, let's talk about decisions this week. <laughs> um, I'll get real life political up in here. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave this alone. But y'all, all our our listeners, y'all know what I'm talking about. For for context, it is Friday, May sixth, two thousand twenty-two. We know this will be released a few weeks from now. Yes. Yes. Uh, certain leaks have happened, and this. Uh, um, for more information about how to access abortion funds, check out our my other podcast, Are You Serious? That's been tweeting about it nonstop and pinned the abortion funds website on Twitter. So, are you serious? Check it out. <laughs> Ross promotion. <laughs> now, let's uh, talk about a series of villains that are less evil than Republicans. This we're for. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So let me show you the cover of this one because I feel like it really like has its own vibe. Well, when I first looked at this cover, I was like, "That is not the choice." That like the we'll get into it, but the direction I was like, "This is kind of like in reverse to what I feel like they could have done." Yeah. Got the inside cover is just a mosquito on a hand. I don't like that. Also, I would like to point out that I got this book from Bargain Books in Visalia. Nice. So it has a stamp. Or or I bought it from someone who bought it there on eBay. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you were going to show us, like, I got this from the library decades ago, and I have yeah. not returned it. <laughs> I would never. never. <laughs> How dare you? I'm uh, not a criminal. <laughs> We do get a prediction, actually. A prediction came true in this book. I forgot all the predictions. Yes. My bad. Well, okay, so I am looking here. Someone, okay, so which one of you predicted that the Elemist would get in trouble for interference? Yeah. Like with... I f- that sounds, I feel like Kate maybe predicted that. Sure, sure. I'll take one because Jason's <laughs> always been right. And so, you know, <laughs> one of these and, days. And Jason continues to be right today with his prediction that the Animorphs' excess mass will get hit by a ship in Z-Space. Yes. <laughs> well, as soon as you told me that's where the mass goes, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, they only have so many ideas, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck up. I mean, even, I mean... But also the like if you're if you are a hero or anybody in a book, a TV show, a movie, the laws of statistical probability are not on no. your side. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> like, if it can happen to you, it will happen to you. Yeah, they should have known better than yeah. they wrote a book. So yeah, so congratulations, Jason. Another point for you. Although Kate now has two points. Wait, no, I accidentally clicked drop a whale into the yerk pool. No, um, fine. Wait, didn't that already? That's what they wanted to I do. I think though, you right? got you count? got half a point. I will say for when they drop a whale onto the Valique and Megamorphs one, like that's at least half a point. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take. Well, it. Well, they anyway. wanted yeah. in the 
Well, in the last book, they wanted to drop a whale in the pool. Well, See, kind the of. idea was there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the closest it's going to get. Why did they stop again? They didn't want to hurt somebody. Or they, they just kind of got They said the pool caught. was too shallow, They got right? caught by the seeker bots or whatever. Right, yeah, and then it went to hell, and then they barely escaped, and then they were like, fuck this, let's go home. It's pretty much like 90% of the plots. If you have seen Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, one or two, by the way, Idris Elba. <laughs> uh, those those uh, Dr. Eggman's bots is pretty much what I think the oh, secret bots are. Yeah, I, I always imagine them as like, yeah, circular, kind of like that. Um, also, Kate has a point for that they will acquire a Hork-Bajir, um, which is, is like, yeah. But also, um, Jason gets, I think, half a point for cut off a Hork-Bajir arm and acquire that because they try to do that a little bit in this by acquiring... They try to acquire somebody by just their DNA d- from their blood. Yeah, that's where it kind of got so, messy on those morphin rules that we went over there at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> he just right. says, yeah, so it's like, sure. like, why does it even need to be? But why does it need to be alive? Axe is wrong a lot in this book, though. He's wrong at least <laughs> twice. So maybe he was just wrong about that. He should have stayed away from yeah, class. I know. He just he can't pay attention. Um, we also get one of the best opens. Uh I, I mean, I was saying I like the shark one where they do the, the parrot thing, but I do very much enjoy this one also. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was like in love with Axe. But also- I was just going to say oh, who's sorry. starting us off. I am, but I also want to talk about the book cover because it shows Axe going, it goes from like mosquito morphing into Axe. So it's like a demorph where usually the book covers are a morph where human to animal- um, but this one's the opposite, which is still weird. I'm like, you could have just had Axe. I, I don't know. I just seemed like a, was it because it was an Axe book? But it's like, yeah, I don't know. The, the choice just seemed weird. It's like, it's still Well, worked, the um, cutout, was- so for each one, they have a cutout where the animal's head is, or like, in this case, the whole body, because it's a mosquito. So they do still have the cutout of the mosquito. So I don't think it's necessarily demorphing. It's just kind of going down, because you can kind of see the Ass. cutout. So... Uh, let's see. See the cutout. If I can make it happen. There you go. You know, another one of our predictions, I do wish the Andalites created slash fucked over the Yerks. And it ended up being the opposite. Yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. Where the Yerks fucked over the Andalites, but I'm like, damn it. it was like yeah. So no, it was, it was, it was a circling the bend, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We definitely. do get some more information about Andalites uh, in this book, because obviously it's narrated by Axe, so we're always going to learn more about Andalites. Um, yeah, no, I think, that's helpful. I think uh, we get a little bit more of his conflict in this one that kind of started in book eight, but it's been so long since we've gotten an Axe book, since it's ten books between Axe books, that it's like, why are you at this point where you're already ready to give up the Animorphs again? Kind of. Like, I feel yeah. like this should have happened five yeah. books ago. I'm sort of just, yeah, part of this, I was also just like, like, is this the end of, like, culture thing or whatever? And I'm like, wow, your, ho- your loyalty, hard one. <laughs> like, God Well, it was a damn. one in like, book where? eight, and now it's, like, a three out of ten. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of um, Hork-Bajur Chronicles, though. Like, uh, Aldrea also was not that loyal of a character as an Andalite as well. It could just be the characters of those beings themselves, but it definitely seemed to be an Andalite trait of just you know, the superior superiority complex and go with the side that 
you know, your, you know, your favorability is better on. They're very xenophobic. I think it's very, because she wasn't even into it until like the very, very, very end. Like right before she was just going to be stuck in. Forgier. Um, for yeah. yeah. Forever. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like they, they, I don't know. They're just like really only into other Andalites. It was just, just like axe. Come on. Like stop being such a <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's pretty consistent across Andalites. I feel like we do see the most open-minded Andalite in this one. And it's because it's convenient for him to be open-minded at the very end. Well, um, it helps the uh, story plot. <laughs> yes, that too. But to be fair, Jake does be like, ditch axe. <laughs> like every time he gets hurt. That is true. There is no love Good loss point. when it's a Jake book. And he's just like, fuck all axe can die first. Like as long as he can keep the humans alive. So like, I guess I get it. But I'm just like, where's the love, people? Where's the love? <laughs> there is no love. Uh, is that all the predictions, Morgan? Or have we like kind of dwindled up our prediction pool that we still got some left uh, yeah so looks far. like we've labeled them all oh the last one is howlers will come and fight the yurks i don't know yeah. who that was that was me okay <laughs> that one i did yes. remember well there's 64 books odds are we'll see the howlers something again. will happen <laughs> um hey applegate needs okay. more material we'll i for it. the listeners that was just us cleaning up our uh our predictions section that is not a guarantee that they will happen in the book, except the one that we already mentioned does happen. Um, the Z space thing. So let's get going. Cool. (laughs) Okie dokie. So I'm kicking us off. So this is an ax book. So obviously it starts with ax intro, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he sort of starts out, you know, I guess mulling over, you know, if his fellow Andalites will ever recognize that name. Um, he guesses some of his story, you know, might appear in some scientific journals and others, you know, might not exactly be written, but it will rewrite the science of zero space, mass extrusion during morphing. So there we go. Some very scientific language right there. Um, <laughs> he does say his real name would be used. I mean, it's interesting. Axe doesn't hide his real name either. He just gives... Like, this is my full name. I don't care if you read <laughs> you my want, diary. You I'll tell you everything. <laughs> we do get a lot of Andalite names in this one. <clears throat> but you also do sort of get, like, in this book, too, he just, like, answers questions very honestly. <laughs> There's, like, not a lot of thought <laughs> into it. It's like, um, okay, so it actually got really interesting. Then he's like, you see, there are traitors among us. Yes, traitors among fellow Andalites working for the Yerks. So I felt like that was a Kate prediction, and... I was like, oh, spicy. Okay, very interested. Immediately just like, okay, let's let's see where this is going. Um, and he notices, uh, well, he notes what this what this book is basically going to be about, the or become that we call the Ascalon incident. Um, so that's interesting. You're like, what's the Ascalon incident? Because obviously you had Ciro's sadness and then you had Aldrea, Ciro's daughter had a whole thing. So it's like these Andalites are, you know, Really, kind of like, yeah, is this another thing that happened? Naming or their mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except this one is a future incident that we don't know if it's going to be written about in the annals of Andalite history, but it's. Did we know anybody it, so. else feel like this was like similar to Book Eleven, the Jaguar Rainforest book, in terms of time traveling, but not really time traveling, and you know how this this whole plot structured felt very similar to that Jake book of going down to yeah. the rainforest. And yes, back. like we went to another place, and then a thing happened at the end that brought us back, and no time had passed. So yeah, exactly. Right. This is not a interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. They're not traveling for eons. Um, 
But yeah, speaking of that, he mentions war-torn planet Lyra. It's interesting. Are we going to another planet? Um, yes. So that's really cool. So finally, um, so we've got that. Um, he'll never know why it happened. All that goes again. He's living with humans. He says he respects them. But my heart is still an Andalite. Again, so hard to win him over, even with the cinemas. <laughs> But he's also having sort of an identity or a loyalty crisis because he's like, who are my own people, my race, my species, my friends, my allies? So he's going through some teen moments here, teen and light moments. Um, He thinks he's very good at passing for a human, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Ax isn't super, super great of it. He also calls uh, clothes and shoes artificial skin and artificial hooves, (laughs) which was interesting. Um, it's, It's just great to see his perspective on like human culture. And because the Andalites are like, I'm nude. I eat with my feet. <laughs> I eat, <laughs> you know, all Noses this stuff. Are weird. He does marvel. <laughs> yeah, but he does marvel at the sense of taste. Um, and so he definitely later in this chapter, he's going to comment about how he thinks Andalites will take pilgrimages to Earth to get. Cinnabons. I would read Axe's um, travel guide. Let's just be clear: if he writes yes. one for Earth, that sounds great. <laughs> Food critic. Um, so that's awesome. But so he's basically, he goes, he's in the mall, food court, Cinnabon, um, goes up to the cashier. He explains money. And I was like, so do analyze that? Yeah, I thought that was funny. He's like, it's kind of abstract concept. I was like, okay. (laughs) It's a social construct. Okay. So, uh, he's goes to the cashier. I require money so that I may exchange it for delicious Cinnabons. And this cashier is so funny. I loved (laughs) it. Yeah. It's like. What do you so do you want to order or not? He's like, I want money, to, like so I can get cinnabuns. I will work for money. And the guy's like, Do you want a cinnabun or not? And I feel like, Oh my god, dude, minimum wage mall slave. He wants a <laughs> job. Just give him the goddamn job. And bless the heart, this manager uh, of the cinnabun is like, I can't can't really give you a uh, well. The manager comes over after the person gets his man, the employee gets his uh, manager. But um, the manager's like, I think you're underage because remember, he's a combination of the four yeah, so animorphs 13. right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Still looks underage. Um, so, but, he, uh, but the manager is sort of nice. I was like, this is only in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, but I guess if you're hungry, you could clear some tables and I could give you some food. So, um, I think the manager thinks Ax is just some like poor, hungry, like, destitute kid. yeah <laughs> um adorable but basically axe begins cleaning off tables and he's really more eating their the leftovers <laughs> instead of cleaning them off which is gross but i mean it's vi- it's ultimate recycling i get it but <laughs> just you know he's eating like everything he's that ghost from um, ghostbusters that's just the the hungry ghost always horking down everything <laughs> Uh, but I love this is basically two curls are eating Cinnabons and he just races over to them and he's like I'm cleaning clearing these tables and they're like we haven't eaten yet he's like good <laughs> and just takes them the Cinnabons and starts running away shoving them in his mouth <laughs> you can imagine and, like this right. Cinnabon goblin just grabbing them he's like <laughs> yes. and carried them away I began to shove the first bun into my mouth <laughs> I'm clearing tables. It's my special time. Nom, 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 nom. I've been paid to do this. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was funny. The manager is aghast at what um, 
Axe is doing, but honestly doesn't reprimand him that bad. Just basically takes him, gives it, gives the girls another, uh, you know, more Cinnabons, and then takes Axe to the back and is like, "Here's a tray of stale Cinnabons. You can eat them." And Axe is like, "One, all of it, one tray." Where he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> have one." Or the manager's like, "Have one," and um, he's like, "One mouthful, one bun, one tray." It was certainly not my fault if there was any confusion. <laughs> which <laughs> you know he's eating oh, the yeah. whole tray um so great opening love it i was axes mike is i love the character so so into it um, um okay my little crocheted axe has a cinnamon yes head. okay so chapter dos marco um Mar- this is a funny chapter because it's like marco explaining what's happening right after axe is um the Cinnabon thing, like, it makes sense if you read it. I've, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but basically, <laughs> Cut to like, Marco so. talking about how he found Axe going Axe. crazy <laughs> the outside court. the Cinnabon. I'm surprised they haven't started patrolling the mall, just finding, like, okay, Axe is going to come here every day at some point. We need to just kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm surprised he's allowed to be on Super. Tether him <laughs> to Tobias's tree, please, and somebody always keep a watch on him. <laughs> Get him chipped. Uh, <laughs> Take him to the vet. Teach him how to forage um, for acorns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marco's like, so there I am, cruising through the food court, minding my own business. Hey, why not snag a taco? Okay, cool guy. <laughs> Can Andalites get poisoned? I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I just... Well, remember with the morphing? Like, because when Visor 3 was in Andalite form, he got bit by Rattlesnake and ended up being fine. Yeah, so I was just wondering, um, like, know if that morphing Axe heals ate everything. something really disturbing and did poison himself, I wonder if he could get poisoned. I think he'd have to demorph to cure himself, but he's, I think, still in human form, so he's, he's able to like, morph it out. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's some paramedics and <laughs> a crowd gathered outside the Cinnabon. Axe mentions about how humans resort to humor <laughs> to deal with embarrassment because they're walking on their wobbly two legs. Um, so against the bipolar yeah. Uh, but basically, um, Mark was like, I talked to this girl, and Rachel's like, you talked to a girl. You just figured it'd be the only opportunity a hot girl like this would talk to you. And he's like, yes. <laughs> 100%. Um, but basically, Axe ate all the freaking Cinnabons on the tray, and they they say he got sick, but um, they said it like more like an ultimate sugar high, like he fainted or whatever. It doesn't say like he vomited or anything. It's just like, but it says he had unpleasant sensation in his stomach area and some dizziness. So he probably like, just like ate too much and didn't breathe, and then like ran away and demorphed. <laughs> yeah, but so that was um, that was interesting. But they don't really say about how they got out of there. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of drop like, it after he says that. They're like, okay, now we're in the woods and we're waiting for it's, Eric. It's like uh, Cassie exactly. running the Kentucky Derby as a racehorse, and then somehow she's just magically then flying towards the desert. Like, they got out of there, no problem at all. Yeah, don't don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Um, so, yeah, but end up fine, but Axe got sick, because, yeah, he ate the whole tray. Um, so they're... Um, Basically, weeding in the woods, but Axe does talk about how he likes going through the woods at night, running across them, absorbing grass through his hooves. Um, 
they're waiting for their friend, well, ally, as Axe calls him, Eric the Chi. We all remember the Chi, dog androids with holograms, infiltrating the Yurks, allies to the Animorphs. Um, notices the human preoccupation with time, always checking watches, feeling they're either too late or too early. Um, a little bit about Tobias. Uh, um, it was Jake and Eric make a bet about whether Tobias is going to be able to spot uh, er- uh, Eric's um, other people who are hiding as lookouts. And Tobias, of course, does it. Um, I don't think they probably hologram themselves as very like convincing well, he says, <laughs> in a he says, I know this pine. forest. You can't just add random trees and think I'm not going to notice it. So, Because you said like a willow tree and it's like a pine tree forest. And it's like, guys. Yeah. like Step up your ecology game, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have like a tree right in front of you. <laughs> be that tree. That yeah. One. So. <laughs> um, so basically, there is this whole um, Yerk plot. Uh, so there's this guy. Um, the second ranking guy in the Secret Service, um, who apparently is somewhat local. Again, where they live, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his name is Hewlett Aldershot, which I just want to say Aldershot. <laughs> um, the third. I'm sure the kids in his third grade class said the same thing. Yes, Marco. <laughs> um, so basically, he's in the hospital with a coma. He was hit by a car. And who do we think hit him with the car? Wizard 3. The Yerks, <laughs> the Yerks hit him with a fucking car because they wanted to get in, into the Yerk-infested hospital so they could infect him with the Yerk to get him access to information and people. Um, but it's hilarious. They hit him with a fucking minivan, <laughs> and he went into a coma instead. Um, spoiler, they also, like, broke his neck or something. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> so. supposed to be, what, like, the second in command for the Secret Service for the president or whatnot? Right, and yeah. And they're just like, our solution is we we just, we, we injure him, and then they almost kill him. Maybe he was, like, visiting family <laughs> or something, because they said that nobody knows that he's there, not even his boss. Which, I feel like if you're yeah, a Secret Service, family. you have to tell your boss where you're going on vacation because cops have to do that so secret service probably does but yeah it's like i bet they were just like oh shit he just like stopped here for mcdonald's real quick let's hit him with this van (laughs) (laughs) it's now or never guys i do like how this series and axe mentioned it earlier like he never he never knew why this incident that's about to happen is gonna happen they just are like yeah this is a thing we don't exactly know why. We don't know what the thought process is, but let's just move on. Like, it doesn't give you all the answers to everything, you know? It leaves some stuff mysterious. Okay, so <laughs> with the Yerk shenanigans uh, have happened, now the Animorphs are like, well, let's go investigate. Let's call the adult protective services on these people. Um, so... Uh, now, uh, next chapter, they're basically in mind speak, and Marco kicks off the chapter again. <laughs> Marco just makes a joke about the name, like, what parents would do this two times over early? Because you got the first one, the second one, and the third one. Yeah, the Alder, Alder shot um, the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it's, you find out that Rachel, um, it's Rachel, Axe, and Marco are doing sentry duty outside the um, Elder Snots <laughs> hospital room window. That's the only way I'm going to be able to just remember. Um, and they're seagulls. So funny, annoying, outside the window. Um, 
staking out, basically trying to like see what they're trying to do with him. Um, Marco is annoying Rachel and <laughs> just trying to make conversation. Um, so that's a little funny. Um, Rachel wanted to go to Express or Old Navy on a Saturday afternoon, and I was like, Old Navy. Express and Old Navy girl. are two very different things. <laughs> very. Both both always have sales going on, but very different, very different clothing stores. I do like Express, though, but, like, if you get their slim fits, y'all better be slim. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it, it is, like, I think I'm slim, but, like, a medium slim is, like, the most I can, like, like, is the, is the smallest I can wear because it's just, that is... That is slim. But their women's clothing actually is really great. They have really lovely uh, blouses that I actually I They were my first always, adult pair of jeans that I ever bought because they were super on sale. But they were like the first not juniors pair of jeans I ever bought. Oh, that's always such a like, <laughs> feeling like a graduated kind of moment is when you buy yes. like, the, not, the not juniors. Going to the like... even numbers instead of the odd numbers because yeah. juniors are odd numbers. <laughs> and for the for the male-bodied people out there who wear men's pants. Women's are just 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, whatever, up to whatever. And then juniors are 1, 3, 5, 7, 9. Like, it, that's all. That gives you no information. We just have to kind of guess and figure it out. Yeah, welcome to yeah. women's clothing. It's, it's very confusing. <laughs> but I am a size 10 in women's. Nice. So, oh, y'all, H&M helped me find that out. Um, oh, H&M is okay. okay, but anyway. Uh, a human, a human enters the room, dun, 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 and they waste no time. It's Visor 3 and Human Morph, which I always imagine as, like, sort of a shorter, balding mustache person. Um, yeah, but, I always imagine yes, Kevin um, Spacey because he exudes evil. Oh, gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Kevin Spacey with mustache, yeah. Mm. Um, so Visor 3 is actually visiting this person. Axe is getting very mad. Um, and then two doctors also come in the room. They speak to visitors. So they actually can't hear them because they're outside the window, but they're only really looking in there and, you know, expression. So obviously the doctors are afraid. Visitor is angry. Um, but then visitor does not speak and basically says, I gave orders for this human to be cured. Uh, there was no point placing one of our people in his head if he can't move, which is actually kind of interesting. Like they can't just like sort of will the nervous system to really do more but I guess they're only in the brain they can't really do anything with like the brain stem or spinal yeah. cord so it makes sense and that's because you and then you find out visitors like I don't care about his brain stem I want him repaired and I'm like okay so they broke his neck I'm like good luck fixing that without crazy alien technology I doubt y'all got that yeah <laughs> like you know I doubt your priority is you know fixing central nervous systems broke him too much yeah so I don't think this is happening but basically visitor three gives him like three days to fix it which then, honestly, when you move on to, we'll get to this, like, more than three days pass, and we, like, like, so, did he kill the doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, the guy's still in a coma, <laughs> but whatever, just gotta gloss over that. Um, but either way, um, Visor 3 does demorph from Human Morph into Andalite, and, um, of course, he sees the seagulls, he sees the animorphs, he's suspicious of every fucking animal that <laughs> comes near them. And, I just like um, to imagine like, like the seagulls just going herp, like you know through the window, just being derpy seagulls looking in, and he's just like leering at them. 
derp, derpy single faces. <laughs> is yeah, just me right like now. um, like a character with like its tongue sticking out, just staring straight into the camera. You know, yeah, like the totally. um, like Ed, the like derpy hyena from Lion King. <laughs> yeah, but that and seagull morph. <laughs> yes, but a seagull. I just don't. I just hate how he's like right all the time now about this. I was we like, don't see make well, him we don't wrong. See we don't see the not, times when right. he's wrong. He's just murdered <laughs> so many seagulls. Or other animals, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's he doing? So basically, he's eyeballing them. Uh, Visitor three goes out of view. Morphs is what we're led to believe. It acts as like y'all need to. We all need to go. But crash through the window. The glass explodes. And um, bursting through this window is a kafit bird, which we haven't heard of yet, but it's a six-winged bird. Um, and Axe is like, how did he get this morph? This is impossible. It only lives in one place in the universe, the Andalite homeworld. <laughs> um, so very much like, you know, we're getting suspicious yeah, here. So he's automatically like, oh no, this must mean that Bizzer 3 has been to the Andalite homeworlds. And because it only lives there. So that, I mean, we know from Hork-Bajir Chronicles that Elrond did not have, like, he didn't go through the academy and get the morphing power. Like, yeah, the morphing power. He got it kind of probably after Aldrea. But, like, it it's a logical uh, leap, I guess, that he makes. No, thank you. As soon as I did this, because then Axe, like, does list out in a little bit, like, the possibilities. And I was like, are y'all forgetting, like... Visitor 3 got Alaron after Alaron got morphing ability. Like, Alaron could have easily have acquired the DNA from a creature. I was like, why is that not any of the options? Yeah. Like, you can investigate the other two, but it's more than likely he already had the morph. But they do talk later on in this book on how Andalites in the military system have the morphing capability, but don't tend to go and collect morphs. Like, they just yeah. don't. So there is a high there's a high probability. I mean, the Andalites like have this technology and don't seem to use it very effectively. So that part is very bullshit. But just throwing it out there as a probability of still he's might have gotten to the Andalite homeworld one way yeah. or another. But they didn't even acknowledge it either. I'm just like, come on, let's talk about the other one. That's not making you guys have a panic attack. But um, basically. Uh, we get more information. The Kafit lives by spearing tree-living creatures. It's very fast, accurate, and deadly to small creatures. Because it's really sort of got also a, um, like, very, sh- like, razor-sharp, like, beak. Um, so it's chasing them. Bird. Deadly, deadly six-winged giant bird. Um, so it's going after them. They're trying to figure out what it is, but Axe is just too stunned right now to really talk about like that. But it's really going after Axe. It does... Um, end up hurting Axiom. They do a little bit of, uh, you know, maneuvering around the McDonald's sign. Um, and so this is basically the seagull can turn better, but the Kafit is like faster. Um, so, but they have this little game. They land on the roof of the McDonald's and um, there's a little, they demorph. Uh, so they're both an Andalite morph. And then uh, Visitor 3 is like, give up. And I might let you live. And Axe is like, let me see how good you are. Tail, tail. Um, and the chapter ends actually with an interesting note about like Axe seeing evil in the eyes of Visitor 3, but also fear, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Well, because also he thinks if, oh, if this guy's going to demorph, his friends are going to come and also demorph. So I'm going to be up against six Andalites um, by myself. And I have not 
done a fight not surrounded by a bunch of minions for a while, so. I like an audience. Yes. Well, and, like, bodyguards. But more the audience. Fucking bitch. Need somebody to pass me that chair so I can make this a really good WWE fight. (laughs) Um... So Axe does note that it's been a long time since Andalites have fought tail to tail, except part of military training or sport. So it's not like a, I guess, a a common form of combat for them um, against each other. And so Rachel's like, let's demorph. Um, And then um, Jake is like, I almost said Prince Jake. Jake is like, we can't morph. Um, We have to pass through our human forms first. and That'll blow our cover. Um, And Rachel's like, if we don't do if we do more if he won't get away into this problem so yeah (laughs) yeah um but basically there's a good old-fashioned standoff set of movement axe strikes uh tries to strike at visor three tailblade misses his neck but does slash um visor three's shoulder also a note axe doesn't call visor three visor three a lot unless he calls him abomination um and then visor three very much just like (laughs) oh i didn't like that goodbye (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very much. Is like is like graceful leap over the wall, falls in a dumpster, hurts his hoof, and then um, morphs to is starting to morph to human um, while staring dead eyed at Axe. Um, but they which drop. He it, does a, basically a, there. quite a few morphs in quick succession. So he demorphs from human, morphs Caffet Bird, demorphs, and then morphs back to human. Yep. So visitor three experience morph. Some people do. People do see the bird when they're in flying around. Do see that, and then also a little girl does, or a regular. I don't. Can't remember the age, but the girl does see uh, visitor three jump over the wall as um, into the dumpster. It says a blue deer, blue deer. And everybody's like, no, honey, uh, you've had too much soda. No, <laughs> no, no more sugar for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I want cinnamon. I do have frozen pretzels. I think I might make myself a pretzel after this with some nice pub cheese. It's happening. Uh, Aunt Annie. Not quite that good, but not bad either. <laughs> um. So they um cut to re- cut to <laughs> them. Um. Axe is doing some midnight exercise running. Very like broody hero. Mm-hmm. You know. Um in the pastures by Cassie's ranch, um, just sort of thinking about all this. Uh, it was a little wet that night, so um, there's some worms in the grass, and he's like, I don't mind this extra protein in my diet. And I'm like, okay, so clearly, yeah, it's, it's, there's no taste. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> but he also says too much protein uh, keeps him awake. Yeah. Also, he does mention that the dinner when he was Prince di- dinner with Cassie's parents when he was morphed as uh, Jake was a treasured memory of his, which is nice. That That's is a nice sort of callback. Yeah, and he keeps beating himself up. Like, I could have beaten him. I shouldn't have ran. Like, you didn't run. Um, he literally ran away from you. You should be proud. Yeah. He's like, I could have struck again. And he's like, I know, but the, the Andalite Warrior, uh, Visitor 3's Andalite Warrior body does have more experience than me and is old, and is bigger, taller, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, uh, he's just beating himself up about it. Tobias mentions this to Axe, and he's like, Stewing, what do you mean? He's like, you're going over this thing over and over again. He's like, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um and so there's you know they have a little just discussion just about sort of like fear dark cloud elf like um how visor three made uh tobias feel when he first saw him and compared that to how elfengor made him feel um so you know good bad evil light um so uh basically 
um, acts as like, he retreated with honor because he was surrounded and outnumbered. And Tobias is like, you dare even give him any sort of shred of honor? He's a cold-blooded killer, invaded someone else's land. He's just another gangster. Murderers don't have honor. And I'm like, y'all have murdered so many Horkajir <laughs> yeah. that have been possessed by Yurik. I was like, y'all murdering things all the time and only seem to care when it's a human. So I'm just like, I'm not going to put up with it. Um, so basically, but... Axe does tell Tobias, like, I am worried that he's gone to the home world and acquired that bird because that bird's from the home world, the Kafit bird. Um, and Tobias is like, maybe it's like one of those things where, like, you know, people took it from the home world and it was somewhere else because, you know, how humans take animals from other places and put them in zoos or whatever, which I'm sure there's probably galactic zoos, but I'm also sure the Andalites don't share shit. Yeah, I was going to say, the Andalite homeworld <laughs> seems like a bit of a gated community. I'm, d- I'm not thinking that. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the the other anim, uh, the other alien species that does that, they're never gonna let them on the homeworlds. Like, they're not letting the Trollfamadorians on there. <laughs> no. So, like, it's very I, acts like isn't buying it. <laughs> um, but he like sort of does. So, like, Tobias, like, yeah, that could be it. But obviously, like, not believing it. Um, so basically Axe is like, okay, he's either been there or an ally of his had been, which means there's, Visitor 3 has been there or there's a traitor among the Andalites. So they meet at Cassie's barn again. Um, and so Axe is sort of, um, just in his head a little bit about writing his experience, uh, about his experience with the humans and also again remarks how they invented books before computers and so they think computers are better than books. And, <laughs> Which is such like um, an author thing to say. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was yeah. 100% K.A. Applegate right there. Those confound computers <laughs> mean nothing compared to books. <laughs> Which is also funny because, like, she was probably with dial-up where it takes so long to load a page. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, a book is just there. And it's like, yeah, you were working with shit. Um, so very, very funny <laughs> little thing of the times. So he does, again, give the humans some credit about raising the art of taste to, like, incredible <laughs> levels, even with um, uh, primitive technologies. Um, but he does remark he does like butter popcorn, Snickers bars, chili, cigarette butts, basically things we've all known he's eaten already. Um, and he's like, but even for all their faults, they did create cinnamon bun. Um, and that's where he does mention the pilgrimages for Andalites. Then, yeah, <laughs> he's going to be, you know, after this is all done, he's going to uh, start a tourism uh, group uh, in, at Earth for yes, Andalites. for sure. <laughs> I just want to see the, like, Andalite money exchange rate. There's no money, <laughs> remember? Money's a foreign concept. That's right. I don't know what the, f- I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, exactly. what are they going to give us? Yeah. Exactly. More birds for like, I will work for a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> The Elemis yeah, wants, wants them two by two, please. Just bring bring whatever species you find along. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, the Andalites are like, okay, we'll morph and do jobs that you can't do. So people, rich people hire them to be Disney princesses and be like, I'm going to hire a bunch <laughs> of Andalites to morph birds and mice and, like, make a dress for me so I feel like Cinderella. And then I will give you one cinnamon bun. Can the morphing technology just touch a TV screen and morph the character they uh, see? (laughs) Rich people would would so do that, though. They would be like, I'm going to pay 12 Andalites to come make me feel special. Or just be like, live in my garden and be my exotic pet for my friends to look at. And you'll have all. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, I want to pet a tiger. I want like, oh, like turning red. 
Did you guys watch that yes! movie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. charges at yeah. birthday parties. She's going to do, it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, very smart. It's yeah. a good business. <laughs> they were able to go see their, uh, their boy band by the end. It was perfect. <laughs> Marco's the only one who's going to be a movie star, though. Not allowed to do any animal work. It's just Marco. <laughs> okay, so uh, they do sort of come to the coincidence, like maybe Visitor 3 was trying to send you a message by intentionally morphing that bird, which is sort of like very hubris of him. It's like, if you have a secret, secret, keep it safe. <laughs> and then Axe is also like, what is the secret service now? Because they're also talking about, about this person. Obviously, they know they're trying to, Visitor 3 is trying to get in his head and his access. And so Visitor 3 is like, what is, I mean, Axe is like, so like, what's the deal with them? And it's like, just not what he can find out, but who he can have access access to is a bad idea um and so but they do get an idea that if they do acquire um Alderstadt's dna they can pose as him go to his boss and show him like like more of a rhinoceros or whatever like just do something to prove that you know shit's crazy right now and can basically be like these yerk things are real like let's do that and then it'll be like a way to get like the u.s government on their side so it's a very smart idea really i think you it's know. like very far-fetched again but again they kind of like propose these like preposterous like far far far-reaching schemes that things end up turning a very different way yeah it explodes but but the problem gets solved in some way and then they go home yeah well i'm just saying if they can prove to the government the existence of aliens and they're a threat you know the government is gonna yeah they're gonna lock them away and hide up that this never existed or happened well at least the yurks don't win I think the government's not proactive enough to actually... We saw how they handled the pandemic yeah, compared no. to other countries. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking Hollywood logic. There's some, like, competence. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. I'm in movie... I'm you're in movie, movie mode. Fantasy you're, world. You're, you're in Disney princess mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The government, the king, would never do anything to hurt us. They're always good. Rally, rally, rally the woodland creatures. We're going to win this fight. <laughs> It's always the weirdly queer-coded villain that's the problem. Um, but basically, um, that's that's their idea. They want to get uh, his DNA and expose the Yerks or whatever to his boss or the number one person in the Secret Service. Cassie jumps in again with the whole consenting to getting um, human DNA thing. And Marco's like, I don't see the big idea about, like, the big deal with this. And Cassie's like, you know, it's not without consent. You know, it's different when Rachel let me do it. And it's different when um, Jake did it or Axe did it for Jake Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, I get it because we do it. Again, we have that real life thing where that woman's, like, um, cancer cells are, like, continually reproducing. And she didn't get consent and she didn't get compensated for it. But um, I'm like... Again, the, I'm still on Cassie's side, but her point is very strong and very valid. But I'm like, one, your compensation is the Yorks don't take over. <laughs> Two, you're a vegetable. Yeah. Three, there's no money to be made off of this. <laughs> like, your benefit is your life and the life of your family and your species and your planet. You know, how, like, doctors can perform surgeries on people that can't give consent because of extreme circumstances. But either mm-hmm. way... I don't know. Cassie's, Cassie had a very strong point, but I'm just like, mm. 
I'm still just like, Cassie, stop being moral here. Let's well, fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, if that's going to happen, Jason, down the road, I think those moral quandaries are going to go away and they're going to be morphing near the end of this series into a lot more humans and that line's going to get hella blurry. But they're going to do it. Um, yeah, I feel like if, if you asked the person and they would probably consent to it, then probably just acquire them, you know? Uh, really quickly, do we want to put that on the prediction board? Yeah. Kate? Well. Acquiring humans, line of morals blurred, blurred yes. who's who. Acquiring humans becomes much more regular for the Animorphs. Um, but, uh, Cassie again comes up with the idea and it always involves bugs. <laughs> um, so they ask Axe if they can if they get blood, can they acquire the DNA or whatever. Um, but they also were like, what about hepatitis and HIV? Okay, valid point. And Axe is like, no, that no, like the DNA, so the acquiring process absorbs only DNA, and that DNA is isolated, encapsulated within your own bloodstream in a super low temperature and thus very stable. Naltron molecule sphere Naltron molecule sphere, you see. Um, so that's a little bit more about the acquiring process, which is hella funny because DNAs are basically, I mean, viruses are basically just like a bunch of DNA, like in a capsule. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you like? like how, do, how do you tell which, what if you just, instead of acquiring the human DNA, you acquire the virus DNA? Oh, you know? well, it doesn't, um, doesn't, don't viruses have RNA? Some of them have, some of them have RNA and some okay. of them have DNA. Okay, T-I-L. Mm-hmm. Viruses are very varied, many and varied. That's um, the problem. Some of them have double-stranded. Some of them have double-stranded RNA, which is generally only supposed huh. to be single-stranded. So you know, you've got it's a whole bunch of things. Some of them use transcriptase. Some of them use a reverse transcriptase. It's just a thing. Some of them go so, to school uh, for mutant now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, but they basically acts as like yeah, it'll work, and it's like again, why does something need to necessarily be attached to it or living? then like if blood is like okay again loophole plot <laughs> so basically axis learned too because everybody's like well cassie explained and everybody else is like gross and axis is like i've learned something from my time with humans when they say something is gross they are almost always right which is interesting because it, it it basically makes the assumption that axe does things yeah. things are gross he um, hasn't said anything is so, gross before so right um so Axe is like, how do I acquire this? And Marco's like, don't be a baby. Um, to to um, Jake, well, Jake is like, how do I acquire this? Marco's like, don't be a baby. And Jake's like, I've never done this on purpose. Several days later, this is what that point is. Several days later, so like, did anybody, did Visitor Three kill those doctors? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> the guy's still in a coma. Yeah, they just like um, quietly but... sneaked out of the hospital. <laughs> Nothing to see. Yeah, they were. They just tiptoed away. Yeah. Like I. My, it's like, uh, my controller is going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they're they acquiring, they've got um, mosquitoes um, in a box. Uh, Cassie puts her hand in, gets a mosquito, acquires the DNA. Uh, they're like, why can't we just all use this one? And Cassie's like, well, only the females can suck blood, and we have no idea how to tell them apart. Um, so they all just sort of have to grab a mosquito and just like... Odds are one of them will be female. Know, or they're all male yeah. and they're having a party. <laughs> and the thing is, though, they can just keep grabbing, morphing until they get one. They can keep because, acquiring like multiple like, horses. Yeah. Yeah, because like you, like Axe has four human DNA people. Like and Visor, I forgot to say that, but Visor three, I think, also acquired the DNA of Alvisnock, yes. right? Yes, he did. Because I did forget them. I did gloss over that part. So um, Visor three is 
alternate plan besides getting having Alders not be a, a, your controller is he acquired his DNA and he's going to himself go to his uh, Alders not. But it's boss. not ideal because so he doesn't have. If he was a controller, they would have information that the guy has. But if he acquires him, he's got to, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, so it's not a perfect, perfect plan. Um, and it's only two hours for him also. So um, similar plan, different ends. Um, so they're like, we can't all, we got to see one's the funny, uh, one's the female, one's the male. And Marco's like, does make a joke. He's like, well, the males think loud belching is funny and females don't. And I'm just like. Ugh, you guys. It was cut from this, but I had a burp, and both of you guys. <laughs> yes, um, the burp that was lost to time. <laughs> um, don't talk about burp. Um, okay, so they basically morph to, so they do the acquisition. They morph to birds, uh, birds of prey is what Axe calls them. So they go back to the room where the bet, well, they go back to where Eldersnot is. Oh, Eldersnot, Eldersnot. Oh my God. <laughs> Hewlett. I'm just calling him Hewlett. Um, but there's a major difference. There's now a bunch of humans guarding him. Basically, human controllers are guarding him. There's four in his room, and then next door to the right, there's another four, and there is also four more um, as well in another in a left. So four in the room, and then four on either side in different rooms. Uh, Twelve controllers in all. Like, how do we get in? We need a diversion. Um, and of course, Rachel's like, I'm going to go in as an elephant and Jacob rhinoceros. Let's fuck <laughs> shit up. Um, and basically they're like, well, there are, you know, they don't um, want shooting. We, right. And we've still got into like, it's, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice try, Rachel. So they fluttered inside. Well, Axe goes inside. He's going to do the distraction. Um, he starts demorphing in this room, and there's a young female in there looking very frail in her bed. She wakes up as he's demorphing, and and when he is, and she's like, "Who are you? Are you a fairy?" He's like, "No, I'm an andalite." Like silly girl. He's um, like, "I d- and- I didn't want to lie to a sick kid." <laughs> right. So that's kind of cute. And she's like, "What's your name?" My name is Aksimili Eskorath Ishil, and she's like, "That's a funny name," and goes back to sleep. <laughs> So, little cute little thing. Kind of reminded me of, like, Grinch before uh, Grinch yes, Christmas. Yes, totally. Um, and so, that was cute. But he opens the doorway and just, like, but he's just in Andalite. So, he's just in his normal form, just walking down the hallway. Two humans did not see him initially um, until he had nearly reached them. Then they are face, like, mouths open wide, face changes. One person's like, it's some weird mutated deer. Ah, and the other person is like... You, I feel like this is very like an office trope thing. Like it's just some kind of trick. It's got to be a trick. All right, Terry, you got it. Oh, Terry, ha ha. Um, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then the guy later was like, "I knew they were doing genetic experiments downstairs." I want to hear more about that guy's podcast. I know, right? He would yeah. Have one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the food person who takes the food cart around finally does notice him, though. It, but then until he really saw Axel's hose, so they were, like, really close together. Um, screams, cart shoved over, there's the distraction now officially begins. Um, so that's what happens. Finally, some people come out of Aldershot's room, and one of them is like, Andalite! So that's how we know they're a controller. <laughs> um, it's like that so meme that, that's like, oh, we need to find the enemy soldiers, and then they do something like, they say something and you have people have to respond in a certain way like they've done the red robin yum thing or like 
you say something feminist and the sexists have to be like, um, actually. (laughs) (laughs) They, someone make that, but for yerks. (laughs) Oh, or the SpongeBob goofy, of the SpongeBob movie with the goofy goober song in the bar. I don't remember that. I'll have to rewatch. Okay. (laughs) Um, R slash bikini bottom. (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, basically they're all trying to shoot. They're, you know, shooting. Their first instinct is to just shoot him. Um, it does, you know, uh, right, you know, flap. I with my tail left to right a millimeter from slicing open the front row. They backed up and they go into the other people. Um, also, uh, where is this? I thought I made a note about this. But um, he acts does like... I think you were supposed to assume knock a gun out of one of the controller's hands, but it's very vague in the sense where I'm like, did you take his hand off or did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is, um, that is exactly where I, I snapped my tail forward and he quickly dropped the gun. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. did he, did he cut his hand off or part of his hand? Right, or cause, Yeah. Cause they haven't like shied away from that, especially when it comes to controllers, but uh, or Bajir controllers. Yeah. Like Axe has definitely, like, uh, made, uh, shish, shish kebabs out of a lot of people. Well, you know, he's tail. in a hospital, so he can just have it reattached. It's fine. Just go down to the, right. uh, to the room downstairs <laughs> where they're doing all the genetic experiments. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They'll come out of Chimera. Right. <laughs> um, but Axe has an idea because he's surrounded with a bunch of guns and he's like, his idea is, I surrender. I want to defect. So he got that idea from basically his previous uh, suspicion. Um, so, because he knew he was outnumbered and there's a bunch of guns. He does talk about how the guns also are, um, they're not any like Dracon Beam or um, whatever, but they they'll, do. They'll make, make you dead. Nice, yeah. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> they make you dead pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, what? And he's like, I want to defect. I want to join the Yerks, become a controller, blah, blah, blah. Is there a fee? <laughs> um, they basically hush him into a room. And now there's only, because it's a small room now, there's only, I think, f- how many? Four um, controllers. There are only five, the, of, them fi- five of them in the Yeah. So there's only five of them in the room. Um, much better odds. And then very quickly, Axe is like, I was sort of like, oh, so he's not going anywhere with Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, let's just... Um, get rid of half of them and so he's like you want the controls like you want to join us and he's like actually no i like how it's like (laughs) i said regretfully so he's like actually no like sorry (laughs) Mm -hmm. but basically shout he like um, breaks the window yes uh breaks the window goes through the window falls into a bush you know sort of uh cushions him um but also a little hurt. Again, they're shooting, and Axe is basically running away. Um, so with this, basically all the other Animorphs are in, uh, asking, you know, is he okay? They've heard gunshots, and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, uh, but, well, he's like, okay, he's like, not really, but I'll be fine soon. But it's not like he got shot. Um, but they're, like, obviously shooting him. And then police are coming. Um, and the controller's like, we can't get arrested, but he's like, we let the Andalite escape. It'll be worse than that. Keep shooting. Um, and they're like, I can't see. It's all the bushes and shadows or whatever. And then Axe is also morphing as well into the Mokito. Um, and so it's getting very hard for them to hit. He does uh, note, unless they were very statistically lucky, like they wouldn't even hit him anyway, because of how tiny he is. But again, a long, whole morphing, like, thing. Uh, they go into it. I never find those super, super interesting anymore. Yeah. 
Because he turns into a mosquito the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, not worried about the bullets. Does notice how the mosquito is very hungry, though. Um, and so uh, that's great, obviously. Stupid fucking mosquitoes. And sort of has a tiny shrunken version of Andalite main eyes, continuing the function. And basically has, he notices like a, like the proboscis coming out. So they described the proboscis for sucking blood or whatever. And again, the hunger, he just wants blood. And also they call the wings gossamer wings, which I guess that's what they're called. Didn't know. Learn something. Like flies. Um, So that's, yeah, that was just like really cool. But basically the last like half of that chapter is the morphing, the morphing mosquito. Um, And basically does you know it's like the sweet scent of exhaled animal breath that's going to be my guidepost to food so axes they're now infiltrated they're all in mosquito morphs and they're trying to get the freaking blood of alder <laughs> alder whatever hewlett do we, hewlett i don't know do we want to take this moment to do some mosquito facts we could definitely do that oh my goodness so this will be this will be a fun one. It's mosquitoes beloved by everybody. everybody right? Yeah, I was gonna say everybody's <laughs> favorite animal that they've been waiting for. The, the um, animal that's always on, you know, the the mascot for animal rights groups and endangered species lists. Yeah. Uh, um, no. <laughs> did I mention on this podcast that I got at least sixty bug bite, sixty mosquito bites when I went to Hawaii? Mm, yeah. No. You ha- I don't think you had. Uh, but yeah, I've. <laughs> I've had similar miserable. experiences. Yes. When it happens all at once and you get hit by a swarm of mosquitoes. It's like, I would like to die now, please. Thank you. So mosquitoes are members of a group of almost uh, 3,600 species of small flies within the family of uh, Cool uh, Coulicidae. Uh, Jeez, I, again, Something. not a scientist. But put, put it in yeah, the chat. Uh, I'll put it in the chat. Totally. Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid man. Yeah, it's the Kool-Aid man family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, Some white person's going to name their kid that. Well, the Latin for Kulex means gnat. So the word mosquito is Spanish and Portuguese for little fly. The mosquito life cycle consists of egg larvae. Uh, pupa in adult stages. The eggs are laid on water surface and they hatch in um, to uh, larvae that feed on aquatic algae and organic material. These larvae are important food sources for many freshwater animals, such as the dragonfly nymphs. Sorry, my dog's going back and forth uh, in, <laughs> into his uh, uh, as he does. As he does, so you're going to hear that. So uh, the larvae of mosquitoes are great food for dragonfly nymphs, many fish, and some birds and like uh, ducks. And the adult females of most species have tube-like, tube-like mouth parts called proboscis that can pierce the skin of a host and feed on blood, which contains protein and iron needed to produce their eggs. Thousands of mosquito species feed on blood of various hosts, uh, vertebrates, including mammals, birds, and reptiles. I didn't know that they actually fed on reptiles, which is super interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, The whole, you know, myth around uh, uh, Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park then is like, oh, yeah, huh, reptiles. Okay, that makes sense. That's more founded, right? (laughs) 
amphibians and some fish along with uh, some invertebrates, primarily other arthropods. I guess now that you mention it, this is the mosquito one and they try to do the blood thing and then the next one is dinosaurs. So yeah, somebody watched been Jurassic on the brain. Park. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. Favorite movie, y'all. The mosquito's saliva is transferred to the host during the bite and can cause itchy rashes. In addition, many species can ingest pathogens while biting and transmit them to future hosts. In this way, mosquitoes are important vectors of parasitic diseases such as malaria, filariasis, and uh, aborveal diseases such as yellow fever, West Nile, dengue fever, and Zika virus. By transmitting mosquitoes... Uh, cause the deaths of more people than any other animal uh, taxon with over <laughs> 700,000 deaths uh, each year. Dang. It is, yeah. It has been claimed that almost half the people who have ever lived have died of mosquito vector disease. But wow. this claim has been disputed with more conservative estimates placing the death uh, toll closer to 5% of all humans oh, ever, dang. Okay. ever well, existed. <laughs> that's less impressive. Uh, but yeah, still, still not great. Mosquitoes can live or function properly with an air temperature that is below 10 degrees Celsius, so like below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Bullshit. <laughs> that is, that is sorry, they, Yeah, sorry, what the fuck? They cannot, <laughs> sorry, I, I, they cannot live less than 50 degrees Fahrenheit. They, oh, okay, warmer. good, good. Sorry. So that's why they like yeah, the warm what? weather. Minus but minus 30, that's still fucking... No, like, no, 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 50 degrees, 50, fair, fair weather day. <laughs> oh, I thought you said my, I thought you said minus 50, I was like, <laughs> it's cold. Minus 50, okay, sorry, most, okay. most animals can. <laughs> yeah, they just suck and you can't why, kill them, calling. they just, well, what like, we don't know everywhere. is this yeti mosquito can live up to <laughs> minus 50 degrees. See? No. That's why I just fucking bullshit. Okay, let me let me take that again. Mosquitoes are mostly active during sixty to eighty degrees Fahrenheit type uh, environment. Okay, sixty to okay, I get it now. 60 I understand. To 80. Okay, yes, that no, sounds there's... totally one hundred percent right because it's like those warm, humid summer days. They're like, hello, I'm here yes. to ruin your vacation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would honestly rather be stung by a bee because I have like a. I have a very itchy mosquito reaction. Bee stings. Yeah, your bee stings. You, yeah. Okay, I was walking down the beach with you uh, one day. It, it, oh, that yeah, was a strange day. The nude beach. Yeah. The nudist beach. Yeah. <laughs> we randomly uh, uh, went down like, oh, this is, looks a pretty beach. And everybody was walking around naked like, did you know this is a nudist beach? No. Did you? No. And <laughs> we just kept on walking. But uh, then you stepped, you're, you just paused and you're like, hey, one second. And you left up your foot. And he's like, I stepped on a bee. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And like, you literally had a bee sticking out of the bottom of your foot. And you're just like, yeah, that's fine. You just... Uh, <laughs> Picked it I off, just kind of kicked sure, it off. Yeah, and just made sure out, the yeah. stinger was out. And then you just kept walking like, whoa. <laughs> I will say that knowledge keeps me sane when like twice I've had a bee fly into my motorcycle helmet while I'm moving on the motorcycle. Uh, usually oh. at very low speeds, but like that there's no panic like bee flew into your helmet while you're going 20 miles an hour on a motorcycle. <laughs> bee will still try to, you know, not have to resort to stinging and dying versus like a wasp yeah. or a hornet. I would be a little bit more concerned. Yeah, I've never been stung by those. So regular, your average bees, I'm cool. But mosquitoes can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, so okay. everybody's favorite animal, y'all. We, we kept this one short because, you know. We how- know. 
Yeah, everybody I mean, knows. There, there's there's a little squeamishness with this one. Yes. Nobody's going to be like, I wish I knew more mosquitoes. It does, m- yeah, it does mention I did know that only the females suck blood, and it's only when they're trying to develop enough to get enough protein to lay eggs. Yeah, that's so, their excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got all those bites, we were walking through a guava forest in Hawaii, so that, that'll happen. Which island eat, were you yeah, on? Big island. Oh, you're on the big island? Because yeah. Kauai has this uh, swamp up, uh, like it's like the highest swamp, I think uh in the u.s because it's so high elevated up on the tops of um the the cliff sides and you just wear your bug spray but it's really pretty up there then looking down uh on the coastline down you can uh see you know thousand feet down into the the ocean and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh pretty but a lot of a lot of mosquitoes up there in a high level yeah too it's bad guava and passion (laughs) yeah we did pick some guavas like off a tree and eat them and they were it was like january so it was a little sour but it was cool i like getting the farm fresh uh cacao nibs uh that you know haven't been really fully Mm. processed or anything uh since they've had the farms there and it's just like okay (laughs) i'll just eat this and this will fuel my addiction and i'll be back here later for more (laughs) (laughs) sounds dope all right so um acts as a mosquito in a bush and (laughs) Bullets he, are raining down yes, on him. Yes, and he's like, I never lost full control of the morph, but it was just kind of easier to accept the mosquito hunger and just go with it. So he talks to the others, and they're like, yeah, we're up here. Uh, go towards the smell. Um, it's the carbon dioxide that the human is breathing out. So he makes it up to Hewlett Aldershot and prepares to bite. But then, pop. There was a... I'm going to just insert a popping noise. Or, Kate, insert popping noise. Okay. There was a distinct popping sound, and suddenly, instantly, there was no longer a mosquito tapping into a human's vein. I was in space. White, empty, zero space. So, all of a sudden, he just hears this pop, and it's just white, a white void, like last week tonight void. (laughs) No, like Janet from the good place void. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, More like that. So, he, there's no oxygen there, and they can see inside and outside of everyone all at once. Yes, that was a reference. And he feels himself like passing out because there's no oxygen. And he spots an Andalite ship, the same Andalite ship that hit them and snapped their consciousness into Z space. And he sends the last of his energy to call out to them. And just after he passes out, he wakes up to find himself being questioned by three Andalite warriors. Um, you're welcome for taking all three of these names. <laughs> Samalin Koroth Gahar, captain of the ship. And then second in command, tactical officer, Harelli Fraudlin Serenial. Now, there's a typo because the first couple times he's mentioned it's Harelli, and then it changes it to Harelin. So there is a typo. Um, then the ship's physician, Dr. Kowaldwin Ashul Tahailik. That's his best as I'm gonna do. Lahad Lakner. <laughs> and so there's these three there's a doctor, tactical officer, captain is basically how Bliss, fortunately, she understands and just refers to them with those three labels. They ask him how he just popped into Z space with some strange aliens, and he tells them about being on the dome ship as it crashed into Earth and being rescued by the Animorphs. And he is like, They are asking him, like, you know, how did they get the morphing power? 
And the TO is like, did they use some human diving craft to rescue you? And he's like, no, they morphed into aquatic animals and rescued me. And they're like, oh shit, where did they acquire the ability to morph? Because that goes against our laws. And Axe is like, well, last time I contacted the Andalite homeworld, they made me say I did it. So he's like, I did, sir. I gave them the morphing ability. And the captain's like, you're a bad liar because how did they rescue you they if you gave them the morphing power um and he's like oh man now he thinks i'm an idiot and a liar (laughs) so then the captain is like did you make contact with homeworld and were you given orders and he's like yes and so then the captain's like gotcha i understand what happened um like he doesn't say that but he implies it um he got that he was the axe was ordered not to tell anyone that elfanger was uh gave the humans the morphing power and so the T.O. figures it out, too. And he's like, Elfangor did this? Prince Elfangor broke the law of Ciro's kindness? And the captain's like, that speculation will never leave this room. It was Aris Aximili who foolishly gave, foolishly gave the morphing power to the humans. But between us, I'll say this. I served under Prince Elfangor. I was this T.O. at one time. And anytime Elfangor did something, it was for a good reason. So he's like, I'll back up Elfangor. And if he did so- this, it must have been for a good reason and i'm gonna protect his reputation which <laughs> kind of an empty promise now knowing what we know about him later yeah um, it's interesting yep. in context yeah <laughs> yeah which is also just like so yeah yeah how do you yeah. think that the blaze ship and everything like that found the dope ship so quickly hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and it's interesting knowing um like his specific criticism of the Andalite homeworlds, like he knows that the Andalite homeworld is kind of assholes. So uh, interesting, interesting. I mean, I don't blame. Like, I don't blame. I okay. Like being a trader, not great, but also just like they are assholes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like the Andalites aren't great either. Maybe you shouldn't be siding with the Yurks, but also totally get it. Andalites suck. Yeah. Um. So cut to next chapter and Axe is meeting up with the humans, tells them what's up. He's also uh, tells them we've made history. Like we've, we've, we're a scientific breakthrough getting pulled into Z space like this. And Jake's like, so how do we get back? And Axe is like, no one knows. The doctor and the other scientists on board are working on a theory. There may be a snapback effect, but they don't know. And we are about to land on Lyra. So this implies that there's just like a mosquito chilling out on Earth for each of them. Just like on autopilot or something. Um. Right. That was like my, <laughs> when I first was like, so do you just like get, what if the mosquito gets like hit with the windshield wiper? Do they go back? Or no, like... no, stuck there and they lose their morphing ability. Like, so if there's a mosquito on Earth, how are they able to morph right now? Is my question. Because they do morph in a bit. Okay. So um, they're like, we're heading towards Lyra. It doesn't look good for the Andalites. And Rachel's like, okay, how can we kick ass? <laughs> um, and Axe is like, well, you can't do anything. I told you the Kefit bird that Visor 3 used is from my home planet. That means our side may be infiltrated by Yurks or their allies. We can't trust your secret to anyone. If you do go back to Earth somehow, you won't survive if the Yurks if the Yurks find out who you are. And Axe also says, you know, I'm not going back. To Earth. Cassie notices, oh, if we get back to Earth, um, you're not coming with us. Because, of course, Cassie notices that. And Axe is like, well, I'm back among my people. I'm not going to go back. Like, this is where I belong. And Tobias kind of has a little private side conversation with him and private thought speak and says, Axe, regardless of how you feel, you're one of us now. And Axe says, 
just tells everybody, the captain has ordered that until the situation is stable, you must all remain here in this room. Please do not attempt to move about the ship. Which, of course, like spoilers. <laughs> of course, they don't listen to that. So that's where we're going to stop for now. And we'll pick up next week with part B of book 17, The Decision. Right? Not the deception. I keep trying to say the deception. It's the decision. Yes. The decision. Deception is 46. You're all, <laughs> all going to decide to listen to this episode and the next Indeed. <laughs> and don't send us mosquito facts. Um, send us good copycat Cinnabon recipes. <laughs> you can send those to me at Morgan underscore Slay, or you can tweet at us at Middle Morph. You can also check out my other podcast about bad Reddit relationships. Um, it is a fun and wild time with an angry English woman uh, at are the letter <laughs> you the word serious pod on Twitter. Uh, Jason, how about you? Um, they can find me at Twitter at bottomus underscore prime. Ooh. What do you do? Also yeah. Cinnabon copycat recipes. <laughs> oh, yes, please, please, for the love of God. I almost, I am so, I like the where I live, the, like, there's a Cinnabon, but it's, like, not in, like, Postmates or, um, or uh, DoorDash yeah. distance. And I'm, like, <laughs> just out of reach, God like, the, like the Oasis Mirage. Like, I could drive, like, I, I could drive maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes to it, which is, I'm, like, why isn't it on DoorDash or whatever? But I'm just, like... <laughs> Get this better for my wallet and my health. But still. <laughs> Kate, what about you? I am not on social media. So, you know, in honor of this part of the book, maybe write out your message. If you're a good person, you leave it as like a note in a mall somewhere in a food court. Or if you want to be more nefarious, mm-hmm. you write underneath the table or something. And I will be eating a <laughs> Cinnabon and eventually we'll see your message. And we can communicate that way. Or for something more easy, uh, you can email us at middlemorph at gmail.com. I had to flip a desk in my classroom over Ooh. yesterday. What did they and, say about you? Uh, it didn't say anything. It was just gum. Oh. Uh, they... <laughs> People still, people still. Do. Yeah, well, during distance learning, they scr- the custodians like did deep cleans. That's how they kind of, you know, got their hours in, and they scraped all the gum off, and there was still gum left from this year. So they put new gum on there, like just throw it away. I don't have a no gum rule. Just be a fucking adult, or like, or swallow no. it. Like it's gum. It's not gonna kill you. It's It'll just accumulate you. in your yeah. stomach for seven years. Yeah. Oh my god, myths. You can swallow gum. <laughs> it's like a one gigantic, you know, rock. Like a, a you'd find in a, a goat or a cow. Like a bezoar. <laughs> a bezoar of gum. Yes. You, you know how I learned that was all bullshit? Is because, you know, when they had those, like, uh, you know, it came in like a circular plastic pack. Bubble and tape? Like a six foot yeah. long Bubble gum. tape. Bubble tape. I literally swallowed so many times as a child. Ate, chewed it, and swallowed it right? because it tastes like candy. So, like, I know that's bullshit because obviously, like, I'm still here. That would have like yeah. clogged up my entire just a plug. Or, bullshit. or I want to say you've morphed into lick a tongue now, and you just have a really long bubble gum tongue you just spit out sporadically. What? Okay, time for us to go. Yeah, we're getting punchy. <laughs> bye, y'all. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>